0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge night of League Cup quarter-final action. Rangers host Livingston looking for a win and a performance to help stave off the booze. Hibs and St Mirren, Ross County and Aberdeen, they're out to join Hearts in the last four after they got through at Kilmarnock last night. And Celtic are reportedly close to Rio Hatati agreeing a new contract at the club. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Simon Donnelly and Hugh Keevans. I have listened to the programme, Gordon, intently on Monday night and on Tuesday night and I have been taken aback by the reaction of the Rangers supporters to that 1-0 win over Motherwell and the kind of criticism that has come the way of the manager, Michael Beale, he certainly cannot afford any form of slip-up tonight against Livingston, or it could be fatal. And uh, before I pass over to Simon, let me offer my condolences to the family of Jim Forrest. I am the old guy in the programme, able to say that, yes, I saw Jim Forrest play, and he was a terrific centre-forward for Rangers and has sadly passed away today at the age of 79. Yeah, well said on that for sure. And Simon, in terms of tonight, it is massive. <coughs> this is it. It's, you know, Hamden next. Different priorities, I guess. You know, Rangers simply have to get there in the eyes of the fans. And then for the others, it's just a great opportunity to get closer to silverware, isn't it? It's a brilliant opportunity. Uh, I watched the game last night. Hearts scoring at the death to... To get into the semi-finals The first team to get in there uh, Yeah Rangers I think Will be under a lot of pressure They have to Get to the semi-finals They have to go and win the cup I'm sure their fans would agree But the other teams there as well It's a great opportunity St Man have started the season really well It'll be difficult Because Hibs have Hit a little bit of form uh, And Aberdeen and Ross County Obviously Met at the weekend This time it's in Dingwall So I think all these teams will fancy their chances. Come on then, 01419511025. That is the number you need, so let's hear from you. It is League Cup quarter final night. Yeah, we, we spread it a bit over last night as well. So Hearts fans, if you want to get in touch, or Killy fans, please do. But for loads of you, it is all about tonight. And you know the deal on here. We like to be part of it. We like to share that big game experience with you. So Rangers fans... Are you on your way to Ibrox? How are you feeling about going to Ibrox? Is your enthusiasm at an all-time low for these things? Or now that the days come around, are you feeling a bit more uh, understanding after the weekend and looking forward to a chance to get to Hamden? Talk us through your mindset heading to Ibrox tonight, Rangers fans. It's a miserable night into the bargain. I don't know if that plays any part in your thoughts. Lots of injuries. Uh, so with that in mind, who should play? What, what, what would the team look like just how important is a win tonight to sort of give you the obvious question pick up that phone please on 0141 951 1025 do it right now St Mirren fans maybe you're in well you should be in the car by now or you'll be struggling uh, making your way east again let's hear from you is this a realistic chance for you to go and add to those impressive league performances and move towards some silverware pick up the phone same number to you look back on last night Celtic fans you don't need me to tell you uh, that you are not involved We spoke about it quite a bit a couple of weeks ago In case you can't remember um, But at your club today A bit of news coming out Potentially Rio Hatati uh, A new contract How do you feel about that? I'm sure most of you will be delighted But elaborate please On 0141 951 1025 
Well, today is supposed to be about Storm Agnes, but it's more about Storm Michael as the Rangers fans go towards Ibrox for that cup tie with Livy. An amazing piece of uh, information from Kamar Roof this morning in the, the newspapers where he said that the Rangers fans were booing at the weekend because they were bored watching the team. Uh, so that's a wonderful piece of self-analysis from someone who was on the park. They can't afford to bore the Rangers fans tonight because they are looking for a result and a performance. We've got to stop saying it's okay as long as Rangers get the result, the performance is irrelevant because the fans are telling you, no, it's not. 0141951025, Rangers fans, are you going to the game tonight? Are you settling down on the couch to watch it? How do you feel? What's the, what's the enthusiasm level like after the weekend? Because you're right, the reaction to a win on Sunday has been quite something on this show. So get all your calls in right now, team lineup suggestions, all the usual fun of the fair. Pick up that phone. Gabriel will set the scene for us at Ibrox. Yes, thanks, Gordon. As you said, it is a huge game for the team and for manager Michael Beale. Despite winning their last three matches, there is clear discontent coming from the stands here in Govan with the team booed off on Sunday after that narrow win over Motherwell. Beale himself admitted no one enjoyed the game and said his team were nowhere near good enough and that it must change starting this evening. Throw in the fact that this is, of course, the League Cup quarterfinal, a competition that all of the supporters here now expect the team to win due to the early elimination of favourites and defending champion Celtic. This is quite simply a must win. And as you said, some style would not go amiss either. There's a clear lack of coherence at the top of the pitch right now. And that forward line has been so chop and change recently. Whilst the attacking half of the field has also been severely hit by injuries. Arabi Matondo is the latest player set for a spell on the sidelines. Joining Tom Lawrence, Kieran Dowell, Todd Cantwell, Nicola Raskin and Danilo. So no one really knows what kind of team to expect tonight. It'll be interesting to hear some of the callers' predictions. Uh, Livingston come here. They made the cup semi, uh, the cup final in this competition three years ago. Played in front of no fans. David Martindale wants to take his team back to Hamden. He knows what a big opportunity it is, but they've got to be better than they were against Celtic five days ago. They had a man advantage for over an hour, but they actually regressed. When they were playing with 11 against 10. They're winless in their last three games as well. It's going to have to be much better from the Lions if they want to get anything this evening. Now, Michael Beale has had no problem with Livy in their previous two meetings, winning by an aggregate scoreline of 7-0. However, if you cast your mind back to nearly a year ago, there was a one-all draw between the two sides here that required a last-minute equaliser from John Lundstrom. And that result, with plenty of boos at the full-time, wasn't it? It spelled the end for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. A similar result and performance here would leave Michael Beale in real peril, whilst a convincing victory could begin to turn the tide, get fans back on side and book their date at the National Stadium in November. The referee will be Willie Collum and Nick Walsh is on the VAR. Kickoff is at 8 o'clock and I'll bring you the team news when it comes. Well, let's kick off in here with Andy, who's on the line. Andy, how's it going? Yeah, not bad, just... Not bad, not bad at all. You go to the game tonight, Andy. What's the enthusiasm level like going to a Rangers game at the moment? Uh, below, below, low. Um, I'm travelling up to Newcastle again, as I usually do, and I don't know why I've done this to myself. There must be a name for it. Um, I'm not, I'm not making the game at the weekend, but what I support that we started the season incredibly enthusiastically with the, the turnover of players, the money being spent, and we're now at our lowest level. I would say, speaking for a lot of fans, I know. 
than before Gerard came in because we've had a high turnover, we refreshed the squad and we keep hearing this phrase that results okay and like Hugh mentioned there, we need a performance. There is zero evidence this side and this management team is capable of getting a performance on the basis of this season from the friendlies, from pre-season to now. There is nothing to show that we are going to get a performance. We're missing players, but even with our best team out, whatever that might be, we, we can't perform and we don't perform and this is just what we are and I don't see that changing. Right, let's play. Let's imagine that somebody is totally unfamiliar with the Glasgow landscape and they just tune in and they go on Google and realise that Rangers have won three in a row and with three clean sheets. Elaborate, Andy, as to why you've then described that as being the lowest, the lowest point. I'd say that, so going back to Motherwell, deserved to, and you'll probably know that's been a Motherwell supporter yourself, Gordon, should have got a draw at least, if not one. I had, a, I had my stepson's friend round watching that, who's a Newcastle fan, and we just watched the first half of Arsenal versus, uh, who was the Arsenal game at the weekend? Spurs. Oh, they were Spurs. And, Spurs, yeah. What a game of football, right? And fair play to Hans going down there and doing what he's doing. And then he turned on the Rangers game at half time. It was, the, the two youngsters just went on their phones. It was just dire. And Motherwell grew in confidence and should have won. It wouldn't have been unfair. Um, St Johnston are where they are. It was a turgid 2 0. And again, once Danilo went off after 15 minutes, it was just poor. Betis, that's one of those nights that can happen to any team in Europe from the bottom to the top where you, you get a win, you ride on the wave of momentum from the fans, and it's a night under the lights. These things happen. But it's, it's still an outlier. It's bits of a performance. It's not been good enough for a crowd that's just wheels hanging by a thread and if we win the next four games of 1-0 that's fine but when we lose the fifth it just that, that's what the fans are waiting on to go that's it that's enough if we lose tonight he's gone tomorrow morning no doubt the cup's now the cup's now default and the only thing this board has is it was the previous board previous structure this board are at this point allowing Beal to carry on I get with the wins but it, the board lose credibility if they allow us to go on we've seen that story before and it's not going to change it won't surprise you to know Gordon that I have a theory and my theory is that this all stems from the Celtic game where Celtic go to Ibrooks with a, a depleted side and I think the Rangers fans were geared up for a landmark victory they had in their mind that this could be a four or a five against Celtic. And it turns out that a makeshift Celtic team becomes even more makeshift in-game. You end up with a back four of Anthony Ralston, Liam Scales, Gustav Lagabielka and uh, Alessandro Bernabe. And Rangers still couldn't get a goal. And the reaction which followed the final whistle that day at Ibrox on the 3rd of September was in my lengthy experience, unprecedented. It was toxic. Mm. And I think what Andy and the other Rangers supporters are suffering from is the memory of that day. But yes, Andy's quite right to summarise the St Johnston game away as turgid. And Michael Beale himself said that the win over Motherwell was, well, it felt like he got away with one, to use his expression. But I, I, I think... When you don't beat Celtic and Michael Beale hasn't won a meaningful game against Celtic, you can't remain <clears> as the manager. And I agree with Andy, if the worst case scenario took place tonight and Rangers lost to Livingston, 
he'd be away by lunchtime tomorrow. Can't necessarily argue with that, Simon. But at the same time, you know, we, we said that a couple of Fridays ago ahead of the St Johnston <clears throat> game. Yeah. So I was actually thinking that though. I'm going to agree with you because I was actually when I, we were letting Andy talk there. I, I was thinking back to it because when I've been on the show before, there was a lot of optimism going into the season with mm -hmm. the Rangers fans. There was a lot of optimism, a lot of new players coming in, a lot of excited fans there, and it, it's quickly changed uh, in a short space of time. And I, I think it is the game at Celtic because I think, like Hugh says there, Celtic going into it with a weakened team, I think Rangers fans fancied their chances of Rangers getting a, a result there. And I think the upset from that has led to the reaction subsequently in the, the three or four mm. games since. Even though they're winning, they're obviously not doing it with any sort of creativity or style that the, the supporters are looking for or craving or thought they would get with these new players coming in. And I think that's where it started. What do you think, Andy? I mean, I'm almost certain you'll say there's a bigger picture, but did it, did it play a part? Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't agree with them. I see their point to an extent, but it's been a process. This wasn't a team performing well that got to an old turn game that we thought we were going to win. This was a team that we started expecting more. And then as the European qualifiers went the way they did, as the league season started the way it did, and it became evident, OK, it's going to take time. Time's went on. It's still not happening. Players still aren't clicking. The idea that players weren't fit or fully fit or not quite gelling, that's happened. That's going on and on, and they're still not they're still not clicking, they're still not gelling. Now it gets to the point they just don't look the part. The Celtic game was a bit of a culmination of that, and, and top that in with the PSV result as well. That all, nah, the Celtic game is a part of it. Um, but like you say, yeah, bigger picture, it was just another thing. And yeah, we should have beat a poor Celtic side, a Celtic side that was struggling. And you even look back to the teams under Gerrard, when we were struggling to have a makeshift side, Celtic couldn't have beat us, Ange couldn't have beat us under Gerrard, and that, that showed when we had the same thing. So it was the culmination, and I think since then, it's just slowly chipped away. Week after week, result after result, we're not good enough, we're not getting a performance. This is how this team performed. And Andy, right now, it's waiting on the result to end it. Yes, you. Could I ask you, Saturday, Celtic lose at Motherwell, Rangers beat Aberdeen at Ibrooks. Gap between Celtic and Rangers at the top of the table, one point. Does that alter anything if that is the scenario? No, because I, ha I don't have faith in this Rangers side to go and win the next game. Yeah, what about tonight, Andy? Because if there's ever a if there's ever a case where you would say it's definitely about the result rather than the performance, it would be in a cup game, obviously with the, the knockout format. Um, but I, I can't shake the memory of this time last year. It was, it was this stage, wasn't it? It was Dundee at home. It was a 1-0 win. It was, there were boos after, it wasn't enough and Giovanni van Bronckhorst didn't last too much longer so I take it when you eventually make your way to Ibrooks, nothing less than a very convincing night will satisfy you? Yeah, and let's just say Gordon gamble responsibly but Livingston are 20-1 to win tonight and I think that's a huge price on a, for a side that's going to come, they're going to play the way they play David Martindale's done a fantastic job on a tiny budget and I wouldn't be shocked tonight if it's a 1-0 Livingston and the crowd get on the players' backs. We're just not scoring. We don't look like scoring. We got a jammy deflection at the weekend. Dessers didn't mean what happened. And Dessers' goals have all been deflections, two deflections and a penalty. Um, and I believe the penalty is that Greenup Morton he scored against. So there's nothing to say we're going to score. And Beal's chopped and changed from playing narrow to playing with width. And we're going to have to go back narrow because all the white players are injured. So 
I honestly would not be shocked tonight if this goes the distance and the crowd start getting on their back. See, I'm Andy's been listening. He's using my buzz phrase like "please gamble responsibly," yeah. and to use another cliche, you know, you never see a skint bookie, and <laughs> that's the that's the the nature of our football landscape here. I don't need to bore everybody about budgets and whatever, but Rangers can be in a really bad place, according to Andy. And still be massive favourites to, to beat Livingston at Ibrox. You think even that the league game between the sides, yeah. it's held up as like a bad Rangers performance when they won 4-0. But mm. because with 12 minutes to go, they were <clears> making heavy weather of it. Um, so I just... This is I, the, I don't know. What is, what is the likelihood for you that Rangers don't win this game tonight? Well, I repeat, and I agree with Andy, if Rangers don't win this game, the manager's out Sure, tomorrow. but the likelihood of that? I, I think that Rangers will. It might not be the prettiest... But I think Rangers will overcome uh, Livingston. Uh, well, the sounds of it, then. Sorry to interrupt, but that that doesn't. Well, certainly, it doesn't. It doesn't do Michael Beal in, but it doesn't really help him then if it's not pretty and it's over the line. And every every night, Monday night, Tuesday night, and now Andy kicking off Wednesday night. It's clear the manager has an image problem with the Rangers supporters. They look at his recruitment and they don't believe in it. They look at the style of play and they don't appreciate it. And they boo if Rangers win or lose. Well, it's going to be an interesting night by the sounds of it, Andy. Enjoy the rest of your drive. We'll keep you company if we can. Thank you. Okay, and that was Andy somewhere between Newcastle and Nybrooks. I don't exactly know where. But anyway, 01419511025. Plenty more of your calls coming next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Hugh Keevens are in the warm, dry studio on a miserable night, but it is a big night of football. So, any St. Mirren fans out there, Hibs fans, Rangers, Livy, Aberdeen, Ross County, uh, going to a game tonight Pick up the phone and let us know If you want to look back on last night Hearts fans You must be delighted Kelly fans Where did it go wrong For you Andy Another Andy Is a Rangers fan How's it going Andy Number two uh, I'm alright uh, how, how are you guys doing How's we, the panel Yeah we can't complain Andy What's what's happened then how, What's the <coughs> What's the mindset Of a Rangers fan tonight Well Tonight obviously I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to win And I'm uh, I do think it is at the moment it seems to be with the way that things are going and the pressure that seems to be on Michael Beale that he needs to win this otherwise he could possibly be out of a job the point though that I wanted to make was that what I'm what I'm hearing over the last couple of days you know everybody phoning in um, and saying things like oh I'm not going to go back to to Ibrooks and I'm thinking well you know what why don't you go and give that ticket to another my Jairs member who would love to be in your position, have a ticket, who might want to go along and support the team, cheer them on, not shout at them and tell them how rubbish they are. But maybe say, you've got this, you can do this, and try and support them. And not make them think that, that you know, they can't play and making them scared to make a mistake. So what they're doing now is they're passing the ball, hoping somebody else will do something. And I think that, that negativity... Is, you know what, there was another caller as well who's, who's even said, you know, it's, it's no wonder that the season we won the league was the season when no fans were in. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, maybe the Rangers need to kind of put a, 
a ban on the fans going in for five weeks till the team I'm fascinated by this because you're right another caller said it and you've kind of brought it up see if during the Covid season Andy I had said Rangers only won that title because there wasn't any fans you'd all been phoning up going crazy saying how outrageous that suggestion was now we've got your fellow Rangers fans putting it forward and you not disagreeing with it um, personally yeah, you, you, you don't know essentially you'd never know so it's just you're, all, you're just hypothesising yeah. no listen I, I wonder about the, see, the, see the chicken and egg nature of it though Andy you say about you know the, the fans are surely only feeding off what the players are giving aren't they so can you not see the, the where the, the yeah, negativity you comes like from a, you know see how it's a kind of cyclical thing though if the fans are, are giving, neg- giving negativity then the players are going to be ne- you know negative in the, the way they're and if the players don't play well the fans are going to be negative Andy uh, I take it then under those circumstances you would advocate a ban for Kumar Roof for going public and saying the fans are booing because the team's boring no, 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 not at all. Now, what a point I actually made earlier on to somebody else I was speaking to was... But you're contradicting your own no, argument. No, no, wait, 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 I'll tell you what, listen, listen. Would Rangers rather, would Rangers fans rather have entertaining football with no trophies or a season of 1-0 wins and a treble? But that's not the point, with respect. If you, well, no, if you paid, no, 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 you, you are advocating that fans give away their season tickets rather than go to Ibrooks and be negative in... Your estimation now, if you well, paid, if you paid, if you paid seven hundred pounds, for example, for a season ticket, it's entirely your prerogative whether whether you use it or not. And if you feel that the team is unworthy of your support and decide to stay away for a while, then that's again your prerogative. And you contradict yourself because I've asked you if Kamar Roof, a Rangers player, an employee, a well-paid employee comes out in public and says the fans are booing because the team's boring. Well, why don't you want him banned then? No, I don't. It's that because they, they, keep, they, they can play entertaining football and win, but they can also play... People forget that Walter Smith had to grind out 1-0 victories just to win in a last day uh, victory. You'll know more about this than me, Andy, right? So do correct me if I'm wrong, but my memory from the outside was that the difference there is that's a winning machine and you just knew they were always going to win. Do you think this team's got it in them to 1-0 win their way to a treble this season? Because that's what you've come up with this, this you've come up with this great scenario saying, you know, what would Rangers fans rather have entertaining football or, you know, win ugly and win a treble. Do you think this team can continue to perform like this and keep winning games? Do you think it's sustainable? That's where people are arguing, surely. Yeah, okay, so I think we should see where it goes And right now, we've, we've got our game tonight to see if, that, if that's where it goes And even if it is a 1-0 victory A win is a win at the end of the day If we can get to that, win this cup And we can get to uh, you know Europe after Christmas And we don't drop any further below Celtic Or much more further below Celtic I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give the manager the time and that's good. That's your again. That's your prerogative. But you can't go banning people for having an opinion. Well, oh, okay. I, I was. I'd said that in jest. Obviously, I was saying it was, it was a bit, bit of a joke. Tongue in cheek. The thing is, like, the, yeah, it's tongue in cheek. But look, what what I mean is, like, see, uh, or the points just went out of my head. I was going to say. Um, no, I get that. Well, well, you gather it. I do get to a point, Simon, where there is a, there is a I possibility think, of kind of hanging in there because I think again, rega- put, regardless of what happens, Rangers are favourites to win this cup for yeah. sure, they're, and they're they already be, and they're already be. in a good position yeah. to progress <clears throat> in Europe. 
Yeah, they should be. Uh, they should be going to. They should have their eyes on winning the cup. You know, th- their big rivals are out. They get knocked out in the last round. I think what Andy's saying is, he's, he's, he's asking for the the fans to go and support. He's saying if you can't support, give somebody else your, your ticket to go and support. Which I can see the point, but. Rangers players have to bring something to the party as well that gets the fans excited as well. Early stages of a game, go and take the game to the opponents, excite the crowd there. Yes, a win is a win, and they would take any sort of win tonight. I think Michael Beale would, because if he doesn't get a win tonight, I don't think he's in a job. It's as simple as that. But they they want the performances. They've brought in a lot of new players. Michael Beale has discussed before how he wants them to play. All these exciting new players, according to him, and they haven't seen any of these results on the pitch. I think that's where the frustration is. And, you know, until that improves, he's, there's still going to be the grumblings there. But I think what Andy was saying there is for the, the fans to go and, and support the players rather than mm. boo them. Do you think that, Andy, you're preparing for that tonight? You know, it, it does seem like patience is at an all-time low, not necessarily yours, but it seems to be out there, you know, I don't know, 20 minutes in, nothing's really happening. Do, do you think that can get to the players tonight? I do. I think that that's not what they need right now. Well, as a new team trying to find a way, I think they need to be supported. And I think what's I mean, if you get rid of Beal and you've got these players that are, you know, everybody's already still on their back. The players are still there even when Beal goes. So, what's a new manager going to do? I, I mean, I had a, a point, uh, a, a conversation earlier on with somebody, and it was about if, if he does go, then who do you replace with? Because I don't see bringing in a new manager going to get a better tune out of the, the players. If he, if Bill's got a vision or he's got something he's working on, let him work on it for the season. But we keep changing managers too quickly, and I think it comes from that the last because we didn't have success for so long. People forget that the pendulum always swung in Glasgow between Rangers and Celtic, and because we got that pace of success because we've got fifty-five, we stopped in the row that we're, we're too impatient. We're not giving managers time, and I think it happened to Gio. He, he lost his defence, and he suffered from that. He wasn't given the money for getting us into the Champions League to spend. It was on his own merit, not from selling players. Um, we threw him under the bus, and I think Gio, it's, it's, I think you need to give a manager time. To, I mean, if, we, if the same happened to Alex Ferguson when he went down to Man U, then he would, we've never been talking about him today as a legendary status manager that he is. The swinging pendulum is part and parcel of football everywhere. When Ronnie Dyler reached the point where he lost to Rangers, who were not even in the Premiership at the time, that was enough for Dermot Desmond, who binned them straight away and bankrolled Brendan Rodgers. And when Neil Lennon came in for the season that was to be 10 in a row for Celtic, and it didn't work out, the whole season imploded, Celtic get rid of Neil Lennon. And then went about their business with uh, Ange Postacoglu. And Ange Postacoglu exercised his right to go to another club when he felt he'd gone as far as he could with Celtic. So I'm afraid the swinging pendulum applies to everyone. The, the team will be interesting, Simon, because it's not about making excuses. Ultimately, managers, just they just need <clears throat> to survive this stuff. But yeah. if, Mike, if Michael Beale does think that his job is on the line tonight or whatever... I bet he would rather be able to choose Todd Cantwell and Nicholas Raskin and so yeah. on and so forth. Um, yeah. And D- David Martindale actually made, a, he, you know, he's very <clears> open anyway, which we love about him, saying that what he felt really did Livingston in that 4-0 day 
was the subs Rangers brought on and yeah. he doesn't think Rangers can really do that tonight the way that they did in the <clears throat> in the league game. Yeah, and it's a fair comment because I remember watching the game and you know Rangers were kind of dare I say stuttering to a 1-0 win and then there was a bit of energy when the, the substitutes came on that day Matondo was one of them yeah, wasn't he they're, they're now going through a little thing that's similar to what Celtic have had to suffer at the start of the season as well they're picking up injuries uh, and it's not going to be maybe their strongest team out there tonight having said that he's accumulated a squad there that should be good enough to go and beat Livingston at home Yeah, and they just have to win tonight I mean they talk about the performance Rangers just have to win Nothing else will be mm. accepted from that fan. Uh, right, let's hear a bit. It wasn't actually Michael Beale, it was Neil Banfield who was on media duty yesterday. He doesn't think there's any extra expectation on the club to win the League Cup this season just because Celtic have already been eliminated. No, there's no added pressure. It's just pressure being at Rangers, isn't it? I think the historical of, of Rangers of winning trophies, that's what we're about. That's what this big club's all about, is winning trophies. And no matter who's in it, that's what we're focused on, in winning in the next in the next competition. And now we push on. When you look at our three clean sheets, the way the team defends and the structure of the team and the way we are playing at times, I think it's coming. It's definitely coming. And I think it's, it only looks it only bowls well for the future. Hugh, again, look, one man's opinion. Most of the Rangers fans have fallen in don't think it's coming and it might be it might and Neil Banfield can come back on and also he's wrong to say that the pressure doesn't increase because uh, Celtic are out of the competition he doesn't he clearly doesn't get it then uh, he's not uh, taking in the messages from the city of Glasgow the west of Scotland the minute Celtic went out of the competition the Rangers fans assumed that, that Rangers would win it and you know it's a, a further test of Michael Beale because I heard Simon, the Kilmarnock fan on the programme last night, say that Michael Beale has no track record of winning big matches. So he has to win this competition. But his first problem is getting from here to mid-December, which is when the final takes place. There are many matches before then mm. and he's got to be careful. But for Neil Banfield to say, no, the pressure's not greater because Celtic are out 100%, Wrong. Yeah, I mean it can't be easy. Shows like this picking you up on your every word, Simon. Don't get me wrong, but I, and that, that makes me feel, right. makes Hughes, me makes Hughes. me feel uneasy agreeing with you. But if you go, if you go from being <laughs> anything, just forget this. Forget where we are from it. If you go from being second favourite to win something <coughs> yeah. to overwhelming favourite, then the pressure Jordan, has increased in, on you. But it's in, just but in Glasgow on the west. So I mean, but even if you're not though, I know, but. As soon as Celtic go out, and it's the same that if, if Rangers were to go out, Celtic with us, right, we're going to go and win it. It's, as soon as Celtic get knocked out, they've, they've dominated the trophies in the last period. You know, last 10 years, Celtic have dominated trophies. But when, they, when they're knocked out with Kilmarnock, the, the Rangers fans would be licking their lips. And they're assumed then that they will go on. Mm. Now, it's not plain sailing. You have to negotiate, first of all, tonight and then the semi-final wherever they play but they have to go and that's, that's the nature of the beast that's the pressure in, in yeah. Scotland when Celtic get knocked out every Rangers fan out there would have celebrated Absolutely. it and expected their team to go and win this cup Graham's a Rangers fan you able to get behind your team tonight Graham? there is a lot of negativity where are you at? Hi good evening gentlemen nice to speak to you again you. Uh, I just come on, the, on my way to the game just now and you know I'm actually going to be one of the Rangers fans that backs Michael Beale at the moment I think that uh, we need a bit of calm. I think we need to understand that, uh, you know, creating a whole brand new team 
does take a bit of time and you know we are still getting results that's the thing that we're not talking about we're only talking about the style and I mean don't take it away from it anything the game at the weekend was one of the worst games I've ever been to but we got the result at the end of the day and we also have to give credit to Motherwell who I thought were excellent at the weekend you know they they stood up they played well um, and they had a go at us so we need a bit of time Um, he's also missing his complete midfield who he's centering the entire team around um, and we're bringing in brand new strikers who have to hit the ground running, one of which is now injured. So, you know, I think that if you add all the components to what Michael Beale is dealing with, I think he's a fantastic coach. He's a good tactician. We saw things like the changes he made at half time against Betis and how we played after that. I think the man's got it. I just think that he's a, he's a club that demands instant success where we've just rebuilt. We can't get instant success. We have to have time to, to mould this team. What what does the team look like tonight, Graham? How how big a blow are those injured players? What what sort of look would you go for to to get the result that's needed? Uh, yeah, I think that I think it's massive the the, the the injuries that we've got. But we have to we've got a squad. We build a squad for the, these eventualities. I'd like to see Seema through the middle. I think he's so great promise when he's through the middle. I think he can be the the, the man that causes the, the damage if he does that. Um, but we have to give these guys time. We need to cut the booing after a win. It's a win. We got the points in the bag. There's only three, four points in it at the moment. That could change on Saturday. Um, you know, the, 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 the pendulum that Hugh was talking about there could swing very quickly. Um, but we, we, we have to have an element of calm and give, give the man the chance. And, and some of the things that are being said online and things, it's ridiculous. We just need to come together as a squad and a, as a club and a family together and back the guy. Yeah, Hugh, but it's thinking about you know what Graham says there about cut the booze and it goes back to the previous caller. You can't tell fans what to do. No. You shouldn't tell fans what to do. Absolutely However, to, to, to go back on that slightly, and I'm going to use your least favourite word, the booing at the end of the win on Sunday is the bit that sets the narrative really for the next couple of days. Sure. It's, it's what legitimises the conversation. I, I, as an example, if Rangers win, yeah, it wasn't a great win, but if they win and everyone just goes about their business and takes the positives, I, I don't think we are then... On shows like this, we're not asking the question. Was you know, is Michael Beale on his last legs? It's the booing that then sort of breeds that conversation. As a long-time watcher of Celtic and Rangers, the rivalry, uh, I have been astounded by the reaction towards Michael Beale. Uh, I think, given that he has the favourite chance of winning the Via Play Cup because Celtic are not there, given that we could be talking, and the Celtic fans are more than happy to come on later on and tell me I'm talking rubbish but there is a possibility Motherwell could beat Celtic on uh, Saturday and the gap could be down to one point Um, but I I go back to this thing about fans shouldn't boo if I had paid £700 for a season ticket I I won't have anyone tell me that I should sit there and be quiet I'd like to see you boo at a football (laughs) game I just can't imagine it no (laughs) um but anyway. it is for me for me that there's not such a gap in terms of league points and Celtic are out of the cup and Rangers are not but the reaction tells me that Michael Beale has a credibility mm. problem in the eyes of the Rangers fans and it would appear listening to this programme and listening to the noise at full time on Sunday that the majority of the Rangers fans feel this way. Enjoy the game, Graham. We will have team news from Ibrooks next.
What a time we've had I think I jinxed it yesterday though When I said we've had six winners in a row On Make Me A Winner Today's call went to five rings Which means no one is taking home the £86,000 But we roll on to tomorrow And the brand new prize amount Which is £88,000 If you're already in the draw You know the drill You just have to answer the phone when we call Say Make Me A Winner uh, that money will be paid straight into your bank account after the call, but you need to be in the draw. So to enter, text YES to 61025. That's Y-E-S to 61025. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com and online entries are £2 as well. Or you can enter by calling 0330 and the calls are charged at a standard rate. It's over 18s only. All the rules for this network competition are online. And the best bit is if you've entered since John won yesterday, those entries are still in the draw. You don't need to re-enter. But if you get the call from us after 3 o'clock tomorrow, which is Thursday the 28th, Answer within five rings. Say make me a winner straight away and the 88 grand is yours. So text yes to 61025. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Simon Donnelly are here, both waiting for you to get in touch. One hour and ten minutes to go until kickoff at Ibrox. Michael Beale has named his team. Is Gabriel with us still? Yes, I am Gordon. Thank you very much. And we have just had the team news out of the tunnels here at Ibrox. We'll start with the host Rangers and manager Michael Beale make four changes to the team that were booed off after beating Motherwell on Sunday. Out go Barisic, Dessas, Matondo and Wright. Ridvan, Jack, Sima and Roof come into the side. Let's have a full run through of the 11 and it will be Jack Butlin in goal, a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davis and Ridvan Yilmaz. Could be a midfield three, John Lundstrom, Ryan Jack and Jose Sibuentes all in there. Sam Lammers keeps his place in the side along with Abdullah Sima and Kimar Roof. The substitutes, McCrory, Suter, Dessas, Sterling, Wright, Balogun, Barisic, Rice and McKinnon. Four changes for the visitors uh, as well. Pittman, Shinny, Sangari and Anderson are out. In come the two Kellys, Guthrie and Mackay. So their team is as follows. Shamal, George in goal. Uh, Brandon, Penrice, Oblay and Lucas at the back. The two Kellys, Guthrie and Holt in midfield. And it looks like Dan Mackay will play off Joel Nublis. <coughs> Substitutes, uh, Hamilton, Parks, Pittman, Anderson, Bradley, Sangari, Shinny, Lloyd and Lowell. Big team news, Gordon. Four changes for Rangers. Interesting Livy team actually Thought Singari oh. caused Celtic some issues And he's not involved no, Bruce Anderson not either um, I suspect the Rangers team will get a bit more debate In this part of the world Simon what stands out for you? I think Ruth back in yeah. uh, Obviously left out at the weekend Came back in last 10 minutes or so I think him back in I think Rangers fans are looking towards the likes of him With Having said all the new faces coming in He seems to still be the, the favourite To head the, the front line yeah, I don't think there's any doubt, Hugh. And the changes are not like they're not likely to spark an angry reaction from Rangers fans because no. first of all, Michael Beale's hands are tied a bit in terms of injuries. Cantwell and Raskin would have played, so there's not maybe a, there's maybe not a great deal of scope for anything other than Jack Lundstrom and Sifuentes, which yes might be a bit defensive, but um, like I said, not not much scope for anything else. If you look at you know who who's dropped out. In an attacking sense, no one's really taking their chance at the moment anyway. So, no. uh, I mean, if you booed the team off the park on Sunday, then you can hardly blame the manager for changing it for Wednesday. Um, 
like you, I'm surprised by David Martindale. I thought Bruce Anderson was a threat to Celtic all day long at the weekend, and Sangari. Uh, I remember the, the 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 look of amazement in Gordon Dale's face when Sangari was taken off against Celtic. So, yeah, it's there for Rangers, but under the prevailing circumstances, no one really knows how this rearranged team will perform. No one knows for sure if there'll be a hangover from Motherwell on Sunday. Every time Rangers play now, you're unsure mm. of what will take place until the first whistle goes and you see what kind of shape they're in. Well, Kenny is a Rangers fan on the line, so what are you hoping for, Kenny? Well, obviously hoping for a result tonight, but it's not very often <coughs> that I agree with Chick when he talks about Celtic could go to Motherwell on Saturday and drop the points and make us all Check! Who's Check? Oh, that, that's made my night, that's honestly. That's better than your one. That's better than your one. <laughs> oh, listen, people call me Duncan all the time. That's par for the course, but Check! Yes. Uh, anyway, carry on, Benny. <laughs> all right, that's true. It's Neil with Danny. So, no, but it's true. Like, Motherwell could get us all the time. There's only one point at it. Uh, Michael Beale should the, the team should never be getting booed off the park. Never. No matter how bad the performance is, it just gives other teams <clears> that incentive to think they're, they're, they're down and out, their, their fans are turning against them. When you see the, the likes of Neil Warnock and that getting mentioned for coming in, obviously that's a joke. Big dunk could happen in a few years' time, but he's still to prove himself. So I, I, I really think we need to stick with Michael Beale and give him a chance. He's got a lot of injuries there just now. So... They were happy for him to come in in the summer. So why why change so quick? Do you know what? Well, when you say when you mean the players come in in the summer, because Michael Beale's been here for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, but it's, it's his choices now. So okay, you've got he's put a team together. He's he had Giovanni's team, so he's put a team together now. He's got a few injuries now. So wait till we've got a settled team. Hopefully we get Celtic. Well, no, hopefully Celtic get beat on Saturday, and there's only one point in it. We're still in Ford Cup, eh, deleting them. Celtics, no. So, that's out the window for them. You're obviously a man old enough to remember when Rangers had their financial difficulties. The Rangers fans pulled t- together and got the team through the years that followed. So, you know, if, if they want to show their displeasure with the team, that's their prerogative. Um, and I, I did say, I think it's over the top with regard to Michael Beale because... If Celtic were 10 points in front of Rangers, I could understand then there would be panic in the streets. But it's not that way. However, it's the Rangers fans who are telling the manager, the directors, the chairman, they don't find the team interesting. They don't find it entertaining. Surely they're entitled to their opinion, Kenny. Do you believe that they've got the best team out to play the best that they can? I believe that the manager picks a team that he thinks is the best. I think Kenny's alluding to injuries. Injuries. Well, I mean, there's nothing anyone can do about injuries. <clears throat> Celtic have got loads of injuries, and the Rangers have got loads of injuries. I remember Celtic's got a lot more money than Rangers is now, though. They're probably a bigger squad. Celtic brought in nine players in the summer and played one of them against Livingston at the weekend. So you know that's not an issue. The issue but is that still got them in the background. The issue is that Rangers have recruited in a way that the fans uh, do not yet appreciate. Uh, you know, there comes a time when you've got to stop talking about players gelling and hitting the ground and so on and so forth. How long do they need? They're not playing well 
And mm. the injuries have been a complication, but that complication rests with every team that plays football. Okay, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much to Kenny. If you want to take on Simon or Chick at Beat the Pundit, <laughs> now's the time to call. Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. The lines do close at seven, so you have to be quick. I'm hoping we really need a listener victory very soon. Uh, to keep my spirits up So get in touch On the usual number Before 7 And you could be playing <clears throat> Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines 0141951 Play one super scoreboard Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly are here It's 0141951 or it is Twitter at Clyde SSB. We're looking for you to get in touch. There's been a lot said already in the build-up to this game between Rangers and Livingston, so keep your thoughts coming, please. I'd love to hear from you Harps fans, Kilmarnock fans, who you look back on last night. What about Hibs St Mirren, Ross County Aberdeen tonight as well. Celtic fans, uh, why not pick up the phone? It would have to be something more topical rather than the games, of course, this midweek. What about Rio Hatati, meant to be getting closer uh, to agreeing a new contract What do you make of that uh, And we'll do whatever you like on the phones Well, within reason After we play this Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Okay, Thomas is in Drumchapel How's it going, Thomas? How you doing, mate? I'm alright, how are you? Oh, it could be like a local derby, Hugh If you play, oh, Thomas yes. were, you, were you born in the drum? Uh, no, I went there when I was 12 years old right. Where are you, you Thomas? Which, which street are you in? Don't have to, Thomas, you don't have to give your address away <laughs> on the radio I'll tell you about it I was in Kinfons Drive There you are <laughs> I'm not sorry for that, mate I'm not back, come on That'll do Keep it, keep it vague, Thomas Don't let, don't <laughs> let him get your personal details out of you uh, If it's heads, it will be the Drumchapel Derby <clears throat> uh, And if it's tails, it will be Simon Donnelly This is from nowhere near there But anyway, where are you from originally? Just out of curiosity Rutherglen One side Yeah Posh boy I'll sleep well tonight I was just wondering Uh, Right heads It was Hugh Tails Simon And it is Hugh Against Thomas So what we'll do Is give Hugh Some greatest hits radio To listen to Uh, And we'll turn it up Nice and loud So he can't hear us Thomas You have 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass If you don't know the answer That's my advice to you Alright Good man Your time Starts now Ryan Christie has played for Inverness, Celtic and which other Scottish team? Aberdeen In what year did Rangers last win the Scottish League <clears throat> Cup? 2016 Who's the only current Scotland player playing club football in Spain? Uh, Ryan, uh, James Frew is the shirt sponsor of which Scottish Premiership club? Kilmarnock What was the score last night between Scotland and Belgium women? One each True or false, Ross County's stadium capacity is bigger than the population of Dingwall. False. Hugh Keevens, can you hear us? Are you back? I am. He's nodding along. I've heard of dad dancing. Go, madness what's there. what's, yeah, what's madness. grandpa dancing? What, what, one night I'll tell you about the time I went to see Madness in concert uh, with my son. Tell us right now. Oh, no, I can't because it's got a pretty spicy ending. Oh, right, <laughs> it might be one of those late night shows. Yeah. <clears throat> Curious <laughs> What did you and your son Get up to it man? Uh, it was the, the, uh, the t-shirt That my son bought And took home And proudly Showed to his mother Oh and didn't go down well Oh my Where was the gig? What was then known As Green's Playhouse In the city centre Which is now known as I, I think it's a big pub now Or something <laughs> I don't know It was a uh... I can see you, you know what I'm, seeing? I'm looking at you with the shot With the button 
done yeah. up tonight. Yeah, he's, he's, he's looking alright. It was opposite Suggs. the opposite Suggs, wasn't Suggs it? McPherson. Yeah. yeah, opposite the Pavilion Theatre was Green's Playhouse, which is a big concert venue. Mm, okay, back in the day, and they were they were sensational. Mm. But my son bought this T-shirt, which contained a very graphic message. <laughs> I'm going to look up Madness t-shirts from <laughs> what year would this have been? Oh, no. He was a teenager, so he was about 30 years ago. So you went along with him? He was too young yeah. to go on his own. Ah, right. So I took him and his pal from school, and the pal from school whose father was the headmaster of the local school, he bought the same t-shirt with the same graphic message. <laughs> Honestly. Anyway, um, I think we got slightly sidetracked there. Let's give Hugh the same questions. 30 seconds on the clock, Hugh, and your time starts now. Ryan Christie played for Celtic Inverness and which other Scottish team? Um, pass. In what year did Rangers last win the Scottish League Cup? 2011. Who's the only current Scotland player playing club football in Spain? Um, fair. Uh, pass. James Frew is the shirt sponsor of which Scottish Premiership club? Pass. What was the score last night between Scotland and Belgium women? 1-1 one, one. True or false, Ross County's stadium capacity is bigger than the population of Dingwall Correct That'll be true then Yeah. Uh, Thomas, how do you think it went? Uh, it could be quite close, I'm not too sure Ryan Christie, Inverness Celtic Aberdeen. And Aberdeen oh. Well done to Thomas Rangers last won the League Cup in 2011 You both got it well done to you I always think years can be quite hard to pinpoint and get them bang on 2-1 to Thomas Kieran Tierney Real Sociedad oh. 3-1 Thomas it was at this point Thomas and you you were either very good <coughs> very lucky or a bit of both James Frew was that a guess? it was a guess I it's Kilmarnock he's absolutely oh, nailed no, it I need, to, I, need, I need to clarify see for the, the Rangers Cup I think I say 2016 I didn't say 2011 I got that wrong I think What See, an uh, honest man honesty, Seriously yeah. We're all honest in Drum Chapel It's cause he's well up <laughs> He's falling <four laughs> up <laughs> There we go I, I genuinely I wouldn't, I wouldn't do you like that I could have swore <clears throat> he said 2011 And yet the producer said It was 2016 So we'll scrub that from the Thomas. record There we go Good on you Thomas uh, Very honest right So it was 2-1 up to Thomas Then 3-1 up Yeah We're comfortable yep. with that Yes, okay. Uh-huh. Uh, the score last night, Sophie Howard's 94th minute header equaliser, one all. You both got it. And Ross County Stadium capacity is bigger than the population of Dingwall. So Hugh got three, but it was still a four for Thomas. And finally, after a long wait, we have a victory for the listeners. Well done, Thomas. Thank you very much, guys. Well done, Thomas. I'll see you in the United. Tell you what, that's, that's an Thank absolute show-off moment, that, though, isn't it? With the old, I didn't need that one. Yeah, take, take that off me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, to be fair, there's only one I'm going to win fair and square. Good man. There are no, yeah. there, no hiding places. Alonso tweeted, I was just going to tell you, he said 2016. I am very sorry. Thomas, you're a Celtic fan. Um, We're honest. Well, <laughs> I, I, that wasn't where I was going with this, but anyway, um, you're like this midweek, see when this comes around, I know you, you would have been over the cup exit, but now that Celtic are maybe hitting their stride a bit more, does it? Does the frustration come back sort of thing that you're not involved in this stage? That's not really, to be honest with you. It's fixed, that is what it is. You know I mean? So you win some, you lose some. I'm all that fussed about it. The focus is on Saturday, so make sure we get by him a little and then we'll go from there. I love Thomas's style. He's fair when beat the pundit. Yeah. He's, he's calm and collected when it comes to reflecting. I just, I just wondered, Simon. For... I'm going to the game on Saturday. We're all sitting in Mother- Motherwell end, though. My mate's getting my ticket and then what else? I'll have to watch out for you. Uh, I'll be in here, um, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, um, what happens if Celtic score, Thomas? 
must be the coolest character of all time. Just yeah, nothing phases him. Simon, I do wonder if not every Celtic fan's as um, understanding as Thomas, because like we said, the feeling overall is that Celtic yeah. are now sort of getting there, yeah. and the feeling <clears> apparently <throat> is that Rangers are not getting not there. getting there. Um, and Celtic are used to winning. I just wondered when this week comes around if you think. Having the off day in the cup must be a bit of a frustration, not for Thomas. I th- yeah, I think it would. I, I, I can see where Thomas is coming from as well. Though Celtic have been very successful in that tournament over the the last few years as well. So I agree with you. I think the, the game at the weekend, from a Celtic perspective, will have everybody going into the game at the weekend positive. I thought I thought they really took the game away from Livingston by just keeping the ball, uh, good possession, down to ten men, and I thought it was more like them. You know, they've. they've Got off to I seen Brendan Rogers' comment saying we're, a, we're supposedly struggling, but we're sitting at the top of the league. But they hadn't quite clicked. Uh, found themselves down to nine men in, the, in Europe, which was a struggle. Found themselves down to ten men at the weekend. But I thought the football that they played, I thought mm-hmm. was a wee bit of things beginning to click. Players getting back, Hatati getting stronger, which ultimately helped Celtic as a team. Yeah, speaking of him, Thomas, I know I'm just. Taking advantage of you whilst you're on the line, but I like to I like your company. What about that rumor to or rumor stories today that Rio Hatati's getting closer to a new contract? That that must be music to your ears. Yeah, of course it is. But I think eventually you will see him leave. I think he'll he'll be playing in England one day. He's still good. Yeah, might be realistic as well. As much as we attract these kind of players, and it's good to get them on long term contracts. Need to be realistic as well. The long term contracts are probably just a way to get more money out of them on the transfer market as well. So. Which can be fine in its own way, Hugh. I, yeah. I think maybe it just looked for a long time that it. Would not head in that direction So if it does Even if it is to secure The financial yeah. um, Compensation That that would still be A positive Compared to Again What I think many Observers thought Was going to happen With Rio Hatati Well first of all It's the club model As Brendan Rogers Keeps reminding us And uh, You know Thomas is just A, a level headed man Who understands That you Cherish them While they're there The club make a fortune When they go And you have to hope that whoever's in charge of recruitment at Celtic brings in somebody else who can aspire to be Rio Hatati. I mean, don't get me wrong, he'll hit better penalties than he did at the weekend, oh, Simon. Oh. But they all count if that's they the, all, yeah. if that's the, the <clears throat> Listen, he's a great, of tonight. The, the irony is, he's a great striker of a ball, but the, the penalty at the weekend, his he's heart would have skipped a beat, you know, and as I say, it, gets, it goes in, so it's the most important thing, but he's struck better strikes. Maybe save them for outside the box and let somebody else take the penalty. What did you make of that um, that story today? I think it's on the mail, maybe other places as well, <clears> forgive <throat> me. Um, whoever had it first, but the real Hitati, did that surprise you? Did you expect him to sign a new deal? I mean, it's not happened yet, but... Well, there's been talk of it. You know, I think he came back, he, he was injured, and, you know, whether... Ange leaving had an effect on him, we don't know, we can only speculate looking from the outside... But he's got himself back, he's getting fitter, he's getting stronger. As I said there, there is no doubt in my mind Celtic are a better team with Rio Hitati in the midfield. If he was to sign a long contract, as Thomas quite rightly said there, it doesn't guarantee anything in modern day football other than Celtic would command a bigger fee should he go on. But it might just give a little bit of positivity there for the Celtic fans, you know, that he's going to maybe be here for the rest of this season. Uh, and hopefully longer, you know, I think these are the type of players that Celtic want to kind of try and hold on to. And while I accept what Thomas says, it's difficult when 
bigger teams with, uh, from down south come with a lot of money. It's very difficult to keep your players, but enjoy him while he's here because I think mm. he's one of the top players in Celtic's team. You can see the plan though, Thomas, because that'll be Kyogo, Abada, um, and then people will quickly say, great, Hatati, let's move on to Matt O'Reilly next, won't they? Yeah, for me, Matt O'Reilly's a key player. I think you've got to get him tied down. You've seen an improvement in him as well with the goals. I think he scored more goals in the past, what, three or four games than he had yeah. over last season. Yeah, he so does. Yeah. He's a big player. And you need to be realistic as well. As much as these players are good for us, you know, at some point they're going to move on. And when they go, there'll be another O'Reilly, another Hitati, another Kyogo hopefully come in and take their place and just repeat the cycle. Thomas could put this programme out of business. He's so level-headed, so honest. <laughs> I don't mind that. Every now and then, just bring a bit of balance. There wasn't a, an inclination there to say that Rio Hatati <clears throat> should be thrown out the club for refusing to sign the contract. He's not going to, that's the point. Um, Matt O'Reilly's an interesting one because I ask a lot of you um, when the season starts to you know predict who's going to finish where and take a punt. Even more ludicrously, we ask you, who do you think is going to be player of the year? Yeah. I mean, nothing highlights it more and I love to remind them of when last season Roger Hanna went for John Suter. <laughs> He plays the opening day of the season with a broken ankle yeah, okay. and pretty much misses the rest of it. Um, just after a few games and it's <coughs> extremely early and they want to jinx the guy or whatever, but I just wonder if he's the early... Runner. What is he? The, the player of the first two months then. Would we go for that? Yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd be in there. Um, but you're right, you know, who knows what happens thereafter. But uh, he's a better player than he was last season and that's all you can ask. And I wonder then if he's a good example as well of Thomas and yourselves talking about you know having to keep that recruitment going because maybe easy to think that Lance Postecoglou he just he just went to Japan and and got well <clears throat> not for not for Matt O'Reilly didn't Riley. no he was no. just out, he was down the road um, at MK Don's Hugh so and it wasn't even first choice you know they had they signed Riley McGree who's now yeah, right, who yeah. chose Middlesbrough instead of Celtic. Um, who knows, uh, Matt O'Reilly could have slipped through the net But Riley McGree decided not to join Celtic And 24 hours later, Matt O'Reilly was perfectly happy to sign for Celtic And looks to be really enjoying playing for the club And has added goals to his undoubted quality Yeah, exactly. I mean, I remember him coming in at Tynecastle Almost getting carried off in that first game Trying to keep up with the pace but he really, as, as you said earlier, players hitting the ground running, he did that alongside the Japanese players. Last year, it took him so long to get off the mark. I think it was St Myrna in the Cup. Uh, so this year, he's added that to his game. Arguably, he could have two more because he had a couple of great St. chances Johnson. against St Johnson. But he's, he's finding himself in these positions inside the box. I would like to touch on his, his defensive side of play as well. Uh, very leggy getting his leg winning balls you know he was doing that at the weekend as well there's not a, a really good one late on Yeah, someone it. sort of threw on goal and he yeah. came from nowhere it just seems to be every blade of grass and I think with the three of the midfielders there every blade of plastic I saw someone <laughs> call it at the tough. weekend I don't know if that still works does it but he has he's got that in his game as well you know so everybody kind of relates to him as this kind of technical player that he can go and he's added goals as we say this season but he can do the defensive side as well and yeah, just going back to what you said with Roger Hanna I took Carter Vickers as the player of the year which Not is bad. kind Not of bad. jinxed okay. them a wee bit but Oh, you took him this year? Yeah See, maybe that's maybe there's a Clyde One Super scoreboard curse of the player of the year Carter Vickers well, um, I don't but know Matt O'Reilly, I think Riley. if he keeps playing like that he'll be, he'll be there the I place. took Dyson Maida who Brendan Rodgers says does the work of two men so he can get two awards mm, yeah. That's, This is officially the earliest ever 
Player of the Year conversation <laughs> of all time. It's my fault. It seemed like a good idea. Thanks to Thomas. The sign ball's on its way, Thomas. I'll get you to hand deliver it. No, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on as well. Oh, what a man. What a man Thomas was. Uh, and by the way, we're just, we've sort of moved into like a, a historical show here as well because I'm getting the full rundown of Glasgow's buildings on Twitter here yeah. for me. Chris says it was the Apollo by that time. Or was it? And, oh, right. Although conflicting reports now, we're, we're never going to get to the bottom of this because I know where Chris means. He says it's now the walkabout Cineworld yeah. building. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that where you envisage? Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah, another yeah. corner from the pavilion. Yeah. Right across the road from the pavilion theatre. Yeah, walkabout. Right, okay. And what was it What was it called before? Goon's Playhouse, and then it became the Apollo. But then Daryl has sent me some sort of Wikipedia article which speaks about it being the, um, until final closure 1985, subsequent demolition in 1987. Am I getting mixed up? Who knows? There we go. Anyway, let's see the problems that you bring up with your huh. random. But no T-shirt, yeah. No T-shirt. Well, I, I couldn't tell you what was written. Like, ex like explicit language or yes, like yes, poli yes, politically yes. risky or. No, no. Um, uh, sweaty <laughs> words. <laughs> uh, right, it is zero one four one nine five one one zero two five. We have got big games around the country tonight in the League Cup quarterfinals. Let's go to Dingwall and get some team news with Dave Galloway. Thank you very much, uh, Gordon. <coughs> well, uh, Ross County are confident there will be no hangover from Sunday's 4-0 Premiership defeat to Aberdeen at Pataudry as the two teams prepare to battle under the lights here in Dingwall for a place in the semi-finals of the League Cup. There's a feeling in the county camp that the weekend scoreline was a touch harsh and tonight gives them an early chance, of course, to try and put things right. Much to like about an impressive Don's display at the weekend. Barry Robson was delighted with what he saw, but he insists that will have no bearing on this evening's encounter. It's widely anticipated this will be a much closer affair. And just looking back at the previous three meetings between these sides here, well, they've seen a couple of 1-1 draws and a narrow 1-0 win for Aberdeen. Could this tie go down to the wire? Looking at the teams and uh, three changes, firstly for County in come uh, George Harmon, uh, Victor Latouri and Josh Sims out, drop Kyle Turner, Josh Reid and uh, Jordan White. So it's Ross Laidlaw in goals, back three for County, Will Nightingale, Jack Baldwin and Ryan Leake. In the midfield, James Brown, Connor Randall, Victor Latouri and George Harmon with Jan Danda playing off Josh Sims and Simon Murray in attack. The subs for the Staggies tonight, Monroe, Purrington, Allardyce, Turner, Henderson, High, Samuel, White and Reid. Just the one change to tell you about for Aberdeen, it's Johnny Hayes in for the injured Jimmy McGarry. Kellaroos in goals at the back, Stefan Gartenman, Slobodan Rubicic and Richard Jensen. Midfield, Nicky Devlin, Connor Barron, Graham Shinney and Johnny Hayes with Jamie McGrath of uh, Boyan, Miofsky and Duke up top. The subs for the Dons tonight, uh, Doohan, McKenzie, Clarkson, Gay, Sockler, Polvara, Duncan, McDonald and Milne. And your match referee here tonight is John Beaton. Looking forward to that one, Hugh. It'd be interesting if Ross County somehow managed to turn around what happened at the weekend. You would rather win this one. I know Aberdeen needed a win at the weekend, yeah. but it is the cup. I, I just wonder though, Aberdeen went to Eintracht Frankfurt and we were all anticipating a very heavy going over for them. It was only 2-1 very nearly snatched a draw at the end then they carry on into the Ross County game at Pataudry 
Miofsky and Duke had a tremendous day. They win 4 0. I just think maybe Aberdeen have turned the corner and that they'll go to Dingwall tonight and they'll win again and they'll join Hearts in the last four. <clears throat> yeah, I think so as well. I think Aberdeen, I'm actually surprised how badly Aberdeen started the season uh, after the way they finished last year. And I think with the two strikers, you know, they can pose problems anywhere. I think they'll take a lot of heart from the European game, uh, albeit they walked away with the defeat. But as, as you said, I think everybody kind of feared the worst the way they'd started the season. I think they came away with a lot of credit and obviously kicked on at the weekend. Uh, a bit difficult one tonight, but I, th- I think Aberdeen will win that as well. We are going to speak to Kenny very soon, but let me run this past you first. Pride One Super Scoreboard with James Frew. Need a gas engineer, plumber, joiner or electrician? Contact them today. Yes, all this week we've teamed up with James Frew, Scotland's leading property solutions company, working with the likes of Ideal, Worcester, Samsung, back to the installed central heating boilers, air source heat pumps, solar uh, panel installations, smart heating controls, all that sort of stuff across Glasgow and the West. And like we've been doing all week, we've got a great prize for you, following the theme on from the previous nights, Gordon Dale loved this, Simon, probably up your street as well. It'll be a lovely game of golf, a four ball for you uh, if you can win. But all you have to do is tell us who the scorer of a famous goal in Scottish football history is. Now, we're going to play you a clip of the commentary, but since James Frew started back in 1911, just around the time Hugh was born, we've actually put a bit of a retro twist on the commentary. So listen to this and try and figure out who scores this famous goal. comes the inside forward running down the left wing he's crossed it into the box and that is an excellent header from the Danish forward as Glasgow Rangers beat their great rivals Glasgow Celtic by three goals to two Oh, I think you'll get that one. I think you will get it. If you know who scored the goal, give us a call right now, 01419511025. You need to be over 18 to play, and you've got until the end of this ad break. Uh, so get in touch. You could win with James through, and we will speak to you next. Taking your calls on Scottish football, 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Hugh Keevans are here We're going to speak to Kenny very soon Who's been hanging on for ages But it is a very, very busy uh, show this On League Cup quarter final night And I want to give a prize away Let's do it Pride One Super Scoreboard With James Frew Need a gas engineer, plumber, joiner or electrician? Contact them today Yes, this week on Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've teamed up with James Frew Scotland's leading property solutions company uh, You can head over to jamesfrew.co.uk For all your building and property services And we're asking you uh, to guess who scored a famous Scotland goal But we've put a retro spin on the commentary Tonight's prize is a four ball game of golf On any of the 59 club member courses within the UK That's in partnership with the Permo Group If you go and take a look at 59clubuk.com you can see a whole host of brilliant golf courses there and you can basically take your pick uh, of whichever one tickles your fancy. So on the line right now trying to win is Bob in Aloha. How's it going, Bob? I'm fine, yeah. Good fine man. Oh, listen, you, you, you got through. There's a lot of people still phoning. Lines are closed, by the way. It was very busy. So we played your famous goal in Scottish football with retro commenta- commentary. Easy for me to say, Bob. Let's hear it one more time. comes the inside forward running down the left wing he's crossed it into the box and that is an excellent header from the Danish forward 
as Glasgow Rangers beat their great rivals Glasgow Celtic by three goals to two. Go on then, Bob. Who was it? Peter Lovencrantz Peter Lovencrantz Simon Donnelly You wrote it down straight yeah. away You knew it Well done You've won that four ball On any of the 59 club member courses Within the UK It's in partnership With the Permal Group Take a look Bob Or get in touch With the, the producers They'll give you a list um, And hopefully you enjoy Your day out <coughs> on us Thank you Brilliant Good man Bob Back tomorrow With the same Gordon Dale's just holding out That somebody phones in And offers him <laughs> To be a member of the four yeah, It's shameless. not happened yet Absolutely uh, we'll see what We'll see what tomorrow brings uh, so well done to Bob Right, very quickly um, Got a full-time teaser for you as well So let's get that question up and running The full-time teaser With Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride Score winning wardrobes at their new trade counter At Colville's Road Jerry in Erskine reckons there have been Nine Welshmen Who have Played for the old firm since 2001 Can you name them? Joe Ledley Yes. Uh, just scribbled it down. Okay. Uh, Craig Bellamy. Yes. One more guess. Um, Since when? 2001. Hartson. Yes. Okay. We'll leave it there. That's three, six to get, and we'll try and get them next. Thanks to Jerry, full time at Clyde1.com for sending that one in, and you can do it as well. Right. He has been hanging on for an age. I am sorry, Kenny. It was a very busy part of the show. How good does it feel? To be a Hearts fan through to the semis of the League Cup. It feels very good, mate. I've just said that because of the time away in the Clyde Radio are giving me around the golf three. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Kenny. Maybe another twenty minutes we'll see what we can do for you. Did you expect it last night, Kenny? Because there was a bit of um negativity flying about, wasn't there? I didn't I, honestly, Gordon, I didn't hi Hugh and hi uh, I can't remember the Simon, Kenny. Simon, Simon. Uh, no, I, I, I was actually in a bit of a mood uh, prior to the game last night. We went through to visit uh, friends with Stuart and uh, sadly Rose Riley was in the end, but uh, we turned up and <coughs> I, I, I kind of thought, no, I'm not feeling optimistic after St Mirren last weekend. Uh, but I left very happy walking up the road with the kids uh, through the streets of Kilmarnock and then the nice drive home. So it made for, it made for good, but you were talking earlier about uh, good, consistent players. I, I would like to put Stephen Kingsley in that bracket. I think the guy's an absolute gem and a gentleman of a player. You know, very consistent every week, but uh, he doesn't get the credit he deserves, to be do, honest. Do you think there's an element of fate, Kenny, when Alec Lowry touches the ball for the first time and it's the winning goal? Well, you See, I, I don't know. You, you probably get the luxury seats when you go to games and that, but uh, see, seeing that stand last night, but I actually got a bit of fright. Uh, when the whole stand's moving, you know, when you when we got the first goal and took the lead, it was kind of a relief. And then, being honest, it was a good game. We come on, like you know, a good end to end football on on that dodgy surface uh, and and in the pouring rain as well. But no, I was delighted, mate. Uh, hearts are suffering badly. Like everybody's moaning about Rangers, squad no gelling and that. Hearts have got a whole new setup there as well and new management. I'm just glad, glad to see Naismith. Uh, is now getting control of the whole thing and I wish my team the, the best of luck What did you make of the banner Kenny? Funded by fans run by clowns? I didn't get involved in that Hugh you know what I mean I'm just a fan as, you, as you're aware my mother carried me into Tynecastle in 1964 uh, I'm, I'm just a fan mate I've had the shares of me and the kids are season ticket holders and I, I just go to the game to it's, it's a day out Hugh you know you'll get that with your your boys doing in Brighton and that and at this point I would like to put a wee raise awareness to autism 
but no, we're, we're all football fans at the end of the day, you know, and I, I, I can't be a happier dad walking down the road or towards Tynecastle or away, but with, with my kids and they're smiling and they're singing songs, you know, it's it's that's what footballs are all about. Simon, you. We, we mentioned last night, uh, maybe earlier tonight, actually, everyone wants to get through to the semis of the cup, right? Let's state the obvious. There's maybe a couple of teams in there that kind of needed it, so Rangers would be <clears> one for sure, yeah. um, as we spent a long time tonight discussing. I kind of feel like Hearts were the other, as Hugh mentions. Yeah. Banners in the stand, banners on railway bridges, wherever that was, graffiti outside Tynecastle, poor league form. I think they needed that last night. Yeah, they definitely did. They definitely did. I watched the game, and like Kenny says there, I thought it was actually a decent game. On the artificial surface, uh, I think Kilmarnock were probably, the, the bits that i seen, they were more likely to get that winner. You know, and then I had to, I had to actually nip out to pick my son up when Alec Lowry scored. Great goal as well, wasn't it? it? I've seen it since, mm-hmm. and it was a fantastic finish. Drags it back and, and finds the bottom corner with it. So, listen, teams like Hearts, Aberdeen and Hibs maybe argue as well. They have to be there or thereabouts at the end of uh, competitions, whether it's a semi-final or final. I think Hearts themselves have been in a couple of finals recently. Uh, haven't went that extra yard uh and they'll be hoping that that is the case this year. But a big result last night for Naismith and everybody connected with Hearts because, as you say, I'd, I'd watched one of the European games where I thought they acquitted themselves reasonably well, but their, their form since then had dipped uh, severely. So a big a big result at Rugby Park last night. That wouldn't have been an, an easy one to, to go down there and, and beat a Kilmarnock team. As I say, I thought it responded really well to going down 1-0, got themselves mm-hmm. back on level term. And... The, the bits I've seen, you know, they were the ones that pushing, but Hearts, to their credit, have caught them out the, at the death. I don't think Kenny or anybody else would underestimate the importance of that result last night because things were only going to, the problems were only mm. going to deepen. If they hadn't got that result, um, and maybe, as I said, there's an element of fate about it, Alec Rowley, Alex Lowry comes on and uh, first touch of the ball and it's the winning goal. Is your name on the trophy, Kenny? Kenny? Okay. Yourself, uh, Partick are not going to do it this season, but uh, I'm a believer that uh, Hearts possibly could do it. There you oh, are. There we go. Um, the, when you, you think about Kilmarnock as well, it feels like they're, they're never far away. It doesn't look like they're going to be far away in games. But after this blistering start to the season, beating both of the big two, yeah. it's just, it's just <clears> tailing <throat> off slightly. Well, Without the performance, he's been like, much worse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a frustrating time for Derek McInnes because he starts the season by beating Rangers in the league, Celtic in the Cup, uh, and now he's been sent off at Dens Park on the Saturday and he's blaming his players for not seeing out the 90-plus minutes and going to extra time. They were they went chasing and they got caught. Oh, my goodness. Look at the state of your big pal. It's not that we don't love having you here, Hugh, on a Wednesday night, but Marv. you're usually with Mr. Bartley, right? And he's he's away doing... He's, he's in the TV what, what's tonight. He wearing, what's he wearing he's, tonight? He's ditched us. It must be a, a wild night at Ibrooks. Star Bart Andrew has just sent me a tweet. Um, now, I'll need, get, oh. I'll, I'll need to get this picture put up on the live stream, but you two can have a look. Would you look at this, Hugh? The standards yeah. of... Sl- going on to TV with a big Parker jacket on and then putting the hood up, the furry hood... <laughs> That's the way people used to dress when they were walking to the North Pole. Honestly, he's no that you live that Queen of the South tracksuit underneath, underneath. that because that's <laughs> surgically needs surgically removed from him. I think 
Honestly, just what the standards in here <laughs> slipping terribly. Um, let me get that telly on, see if we can catch a glimpse of him um, and see what else he's up to. But anyway, he always gets hood down now. Apparently, Gabriel is our eyewitness there, um, and he's sent me some some footage of him. So there we go. Anyway, that was Marvin Bartley's fashion update. Uh, thanks again to Kenny. Uh, the other game, I suppose, tonight that we've not really mentioned as much as the others would be Hibs against St Mirren. And the, arguably the best game of the lot. What an introduction it would be for Nick Montgomery if he could go mm. and kick on into the latter stages of a cup. Or what a night it would be for Stephen Robinson to yeah, continue indeed. with the progress yeah. that's been made there, which is nothing short of sensational. That, for the purest, I think, will be the game of the night because, as you rightly say, Nick Montgomery... He's got his first win at Easter Road to then follow up the league win with a cup win. Him's in the last four. Hearts are there already. The possibility of an Edinburgh derby in the semi-final or, who knows, an Edinburgh derby final. So, big night and that will be a classy football match. Yeah, David Marshall in goal for Hibs. Miller, Fish, Bashiri, Obita at the back. Boyle, Jago, Newell, Yuan. And Vente and Doidge leading the line. So lots to like about that. But equally, how good have St Mirren been? Zach Hemming in goal, Taylor Gogic and Fraser at the back. Those two wing backs are causing all sorts of trouble for opposition teams. <coughs> Ryan Strain and Scott Tanzer. Mark O'Hara, uh, Boyd Munts in there as well. Kilty, Mandron, and Olusanya. Uh, the attacking players in the team both will absolutely fancy that one, Simon. Hard, you can just it's sense hard to it. call. It's hard to call, I think. Hibs, under new management, get a lift, get a, a result at the weekend. But St Myrna started the season brilliantly. And I think when you get to the quarterfinals, both those teams will be fancying it tonight. It's a real hard one to call. They'll lean towards Hibs because it's at home, possibly. Yeah, I mean, it feels like you've seen both sides of Hibs already, though. Still, clearly, there is a bit of fragility. Did St Myrna get a result at the back? The start of the season? Yeah. Aye. 2 1. So there you go. Um, Could go either way Yeah I mean that's like Stephen Robinson's shown in his time At Motherwell got to two cup finals in one season yeah. Didn't he And the, the league finish was good last season um, They're on track to do it again So to sort of add that trip to Hamden would be nice I'm sure Sensational for them You know they, they, You can only give them full marks uh, For the way they've performed this season Long unbeaten run now um, they will go there with absolutely no fear and with players like Ryan Strain and Mark O'Hara uh, you can be very very confident Gogic at the back who's doing a tremendous job their old fashioned defender yeah let's hear from Stephen Robinson he doesn't think his team's standing in the league makes any difference really going into tonight's game League form goes out the window in positions. It's a, obviously a chance to get the humble. You know we won't get overly confident. We're we're a confident side. Uh, you know the, the form suggests that we're we're playing well and getting the results that we deserve. But um, as I, what I mean is it's a it's a one-off game. There's areas um, that we feel that we can exploit. Yeah, it's a tough game for us. Really, really tough game. But one we're looking forward to. Okay, so that's the scene set. Where are we? Not too far away from kickoff now. Certainly a bit longer. Um, at Ibrooks, it's wet and windy. Just adding, you like your football like that, though. Oh, dark, yeah, yeah, dark yeah. and sinister. Yeah, that's the way. Especially when Rangers need that result. Well, you know, Ibrooks is all about tension tension in the stands, tension on the pitch. Uh, a night when players will have to get the booing out of their minds and have to focus on putting Rangers in the last four. Livy are always there. 
as a nuisance uh, but I think they may have undermined their own chances by leaving out Sangari and Bruce Anderson I think as I say for the purest mm. the match of the night is Hibs against St Mirren yeah. Aberdeen if they can keep their run going uh, then they will fancy themselves to win at Ross County and fancy the look of the semi-final draw. We will go back to Ibrox very soon. Jerry and Erskine wants you to name the nine Welshmen who've played for the old firm since 2001. You've given me John Hartson, Joel Edley and Craig Bellamy. Aaron Ramsey. Yes. Rabbi Matondo. Rabbi Matondo. Any more at the moment? Oh. Surprisingly struggling I'll give you some thinking time We'll get the answers And kick-offs next Clyde One Super Scoreboard Listen And watch Check the Twitter feed At Clyde SSB Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Building up to kick off in the League Cup quarterfinals. The semi-final lineup will be complete by the end of the evening. Let's see how these two are doing on the teaser, though. Uh, tonight, it was Jerry and Erskine who sent it in, and thank you to Jerry for doing that full-time at Clyde1.com. That is the email address to use. I can see DG is giving this a really good go. He's got seven of the answers so far. Uh, so we're looking for nine Welshmen. Who have played for either of the old firms since 2001 John Hartson, Joe Ledley, Craig Bellamy Aaron Ramsey Rabbi Matondo That's what you had before the break Adam Matthews Adam Matthews, well done, yes So that's Six Six, okay The clue I'll give you from here is that you completed the Celtic list Right Oh. Two in particular of these Rangers ones are extremely difficult. <laughs> that's the clue. That, that's your way of saying you two have no chance. Well, you know, you should get the other one for sure. You have referenced the fact that this guy is a Welshman on the show recently. A current Rangers player? Yes. Remember on Monday, was it, or whenever you were on Friday, you gave the big spiel about how Rangers had a multi-nationality team yeah, yeah, when they yeah. played Real Betis? Who was the Welshman? Who was the other Welshman, apart from Rabi Matondo? Oh, don't go through the full team. The centre-back, Davies. No. Come on, Hugh. He's been out injured for ages. And he is. And he's back, but now he's injured again. You have to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Lawrence Yes Tom Wow I was worried there I was worried Tom Lawrence Right two to get And if you think that was hard Wow <laughs> The other two Are brutal uh, Right we're underway In a couple of The Quarter finals Anyone in for a long night Anyone going the distance Possibly Possibly Dingwall Has that Going of, from a 4-0 To Aberdeen to Yeah a, but Dingwall Is that kind of place You know uh, it can just get awkward I, I, there. I think Hibson won as well. Yeah. Wow. I think that'll be tight. We nearly got there last night. Um, and Gordon DL certainly thought we were going to, but it didn't happen in the end. So we'll see what happens tonight. Not underway yet at Ibrooks. Uh, how wet and windy are we talking? Is Marvin Bartley justified in having his hood up on television, Gabriel? 
He keeps bringing it up and down, Gordon. I don't know what he's playing at. I think it's when it, when he's on air, he's, he's taking the hood down. But it is wet and windy here. Not a nice night at all in Glasgow. I've got to say, that might be a reason why the stands aren't full just yet. We've still got just over 10 minutes until kickoff. But this place is far from the packed out arena that it usually is. Make from that. Uh, your own conclusion. Yeah, not a nice night here at all. Will it benefit either of the teams? Well, that's the way until kickoff comes to find out. Yeah, reminders of the teams then. Who is starting tonight? Yeah, four changes for Rangers. Gordon Barisic, Destin, Matondo and Wright are all out. Rinfan, Jack, Simmer and Roof come in. We think it will be a 4-3-1-2 formation with Jack Butler in goal, a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Ben Davies and Red Van Yilmaz, a John Lundstrom, Jose Cifuentes and Ryan Jack in midfield, Sam Lammers behind the striking duo of Abdullah Simmer and Kimar Roof, the substitutes McCrory, Suter, Destin, Sterling, Wright, Balogun, Barisic, Rice and Lovelace. Also four changes for Livingston since their 3-0 defeat to Celtic on Saturday lunchtime. Uh, their team is George Ingold, a back four of Brandon Oberle, De Lucas and Penrice. The two Kellys are in midfield along with Guthrie, Captain Holt and Mackay. Joel Newell uh, leads the line. Substitutes Hamilton, Pittman, Anderson, Sangari, Shinny, Bradley, Parks, Lloyd and Lowell. Uh, just before I hand it back to you, Gordon, just let you know, there will be a minute silence for Jim Forrest who died at the age of 79 today. One of the great goal scorers in this club's history. Yeah, it'll be a poignant start to this game then for sure. Um, look, you, I always have sympathy for football fans. It is a miserable night, first of all. Yep. Uh, um, it's an expensive pastime. Rangers fans have got European games to go to. So none of that is lost on me. But it might still be another indicator of just how Rangers fans are feeling. If Because I've seen some pictures there as well. And it, yeah. it's certainly nowhere near full. Oh, Ibrooks wasn't full on Sunday either for Motherwell's visit. Um, but there are many factors there. Sure, that's uh, however, you cannot rule out disillusionment. And you cannot rule out the manager's credibility problem. And you cannot rule out a Rangers player saying the team's boring. Uh, so all of these things come into play. Uh, but so long as Rangers keep on winning, it's okay. However, Michael Beale is one defeat away from the whole situation being brought into sharp focus where he is concerned. Let's hear from the Livingston manager. These were the thoughts of David Martindale leading into this one. Celtic obviously have been knocked out of the cup so it probably gives the, every other Premier League team a just a wee bit of impetus to the, the probability the chance of success gets that little bit higher when one half of the old firm's not playing. I mean, he has made a... a he's become a specialist in surprising people in the top flight in Scotland, Simon, in terms of league finishes. And quite often when teams go there, he has had he's had results and performances away yeah. in Glasgow as well. Um, just wonder what, how much he feels Rangers are are fragile at the moment, or if he'll be because in the in the media he's been saying you know he's he's not buying into that. He says he was there at the weekend and the booze didn't last that long anyway. And you know Rangers still obviously yeah, think, a big I, team. Listen, I think he'll play that down, but I think behind the scenes, I think they'll, they will fancy it. They'll, they'll, that their plan will be to go and frustrate Rangers and try and get that reaction off the, the Rangers fans again. Try and quieten them down. And, you know, 20, 30 minutes into the game, if Rangers don't have the lead, the frustration will be there. And I think that will be, be his game plan tonight. But I think secretly they will 
fancy it, as I say, though, if he's at the game at the weekend watching against Motherwell, it's not convincing. They will, and it's, it's down to Rangers. It's I down to Rangers to go and start the game correctly and get their fans on side. I think Davy's head still spinning from the weekend because he threw on people against Celtic when uh, it was clear that they were getting thrown on in hope rather than expectation. And I think tonight he's picked the wrong team by leaving out Bruce Anderson and Sangari. Uh, and I think he's weakened mm. his own team's chances. Look, Sangari might be, I don't know, a bit less than fully fit. I don't know, just because he came off at the weekend. I don't think that's the case. And actually, he's got a bit of a history of some going to... Or the, the the big challenges, Glasgow's big two of not playing Bruce Anderson. He has started the last uh, couple against Celtic now, but there was a time when he was he was left out a lot. So um, maybe just after the exertions of the weekend, or he's got some specific game plan uh, in mind. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Livy go about it, Simon. It's a quarter final. It's a quarter final, so he'll have his reasons to go and try and get the get the victory over Rangers. But as I say, it's one of those ones where I think they'll secretly think. Yeah, there's a chance. He's alluded to it there, the fact that Celtic are out. Other teams will be looking at it, but I think if I was from the Rangers' side, I'd be thinking this is a great opportunity for us to go and win the tournament, never mind just get through tonight. Uh, right, there are English games on as well. We know sometimes they don't take the cup particularly seriously. Liverpool, good for us. Ben Doak starts again, yeah, yeah. but they're 1-0 down to Leicester at home inside three minutes. So Maybe a Ben Doak-inspired comeback, that would be nice, wouldn't it? See what the rest of the evening... Uh, produces goal Aberdeen It's a rocket from oh, Graham yeah. Shinney Sent off in Dingwall last season wasn't he? Yeah uh, And his clearance falls to him Blasts it into the net Goal Aberdeen That's a great that's start 5-0 in aggregate Over the two games with Ross County <laughs> It is indeed right Let's finish off this teaser We're looking for Nine Welshmen Who've played for Celtic or Rangers Since 2001 You're nearly there You've got John Hartson Adam Matthews Joe Ledley Craig Bellamy Aaron Ramsey Tom Lawrence, Rabbi Matondo. Two brutal ones to go. <laughs> well, you'll need to show us their birth certificate, I think. This one was, a, I guess, a kind of lone fullback. Where are we talking? Sort of end of Mark Warburton era into uh, that sort of Graham Murty period. Associating with that. Forgive me if I'm just off. No. Initials. <laughs> DJ. Must be David Jones if he's well. It's not. <laughs> he was uh, the monkeys. <laughs> you two are monkeying around. Hurry up. Come on. DJ. Declan John. No. Ooh. No chance. No. And no. the last one, right, is only difficult because of his lack of game time for Rangers. This guy is an English Premier League winner. Wow. What more do you need on your CV? But didn't really happen when he came up. Position. Midfielder won it with Leicester. That that's not had the effect I hoped it was going to have. Quite frankly, with, won it with Leicester. thirty-five seconds of the Clyde One Super Scoreboard team tune remaining. You mean come on? I don't know what else to we'll tell you. Tell his initials. A K. Andy King Andy King Thank you Hugh Keevans And Simon Donnelly Aberdeen Are a goal up What will tonight bring At Ibrox Whatever it brings We'll look back on it tomorrow With Gordon DL And the returning Mark Wilson So join us then